0: Great morning, everybody! Great morning, Caleb. What's up, man?
1: Hey, what's up, buddy?
0: Good, good, good. How's uh week going?
1: Um, going well. I mean, it's weird how I mean life's just a series of ups and downs. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like I go through that. We all go through it on the on the daily. You just have to be. Moment. It's very Love cryptic it. answer, wasn't it?
0: Oh, it was. You know, but that's that's usually your. I feel like that's a typical Caleb Monday morning uh,
1: response. Right. <laughs> right. Like everything's fine. Don't ask me details.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure.
1: <laughs> How are you?
0: Love it. Oh, I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, I feel like I'm in the moment at this current stage of my life, like the, the calm before the storm. Um, you know, as we slowly uh, get things rolling for our project, um, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of noise. Uh coming this way. It's pretty quiet right now. I mean we're still making a buzz, you know, but I'm just kinda enjoying the the quiet right now. But just still need working. that construction, you know? Oh don't even don't even tell me, bro. It's all good. It's all good. We're, we're ready. Just, you know, getting my ducks in a row um, and just making sure that once we get in construction, we're uh, ready to go. So, but, yeah, man, can't complain.
1: I saw you were one of those dudes um, putting fireworks on your – Come on, Coop.
0: Hey, bro. I mean – I love just being in the moment with my kids, man. Especially Cash, she d- didn't know what was going on, so it was, it was it was cool for them to see get around fireworks. I'd never been that close to fireworks until I was like, like, I don't know, maybe in like 18, 19. First year at NDSU. So it, yeah, basically. I mean, so it's always cool to to be around them for those moments, you know. And I always I always got to take them in, bro. So chill, man. Yeah, I just. Uh...
1: That's the great. Basket.
0: That that's the yeah, exactly exactly. That's no, no,
1: more fireworks from some from somebody else. Great. Yep, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, all right. I want to see some live fireworks. I don't care about the real ones.
0: Hey, we we're gonna make we're hey, hey Mark my words. We will be creating our own fireworks.
1: There we go. Couple
0: of couple of big players on Facebook. Not gonna say who. <laughs> Anyways, did you make a joke, Coop? I didn't make no joke, bro. I was, just, oh, you were I was laughing just, pretty hard, so I was like, yeah. "What's up?" It's all good, bro. Are we ready to get into this episode? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm ready. Okay. All right, Cooper. Why don't you bring in our next guest?
2: Good morning, everybody. Uh, on today's episode of Shipbuilding, we have a photographer. Uh, She does uh, wedding and portrait uh, photography, originally located in North Dakota. Uh, She's been in business for the last 10 years and has since moved to England, uh, where she continues to do uh, what she loves in photography, despite having to take a new approach. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Autumn Wilson.
3: Hi, everybody. Hello. thank you guys so much for having me
1: on love we appreciate it. Love, we appreciate your time autumn uh coop coop loves saying love it so I'm gonna let him keep going <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> autumn can you just tell our audience a little bit more um about you know just who you are what you do and why you do what you do
3: absolutely um so as you stated I am a wedding and portrait photographer um It originally was something I started out just doing uh, for fun myself. I had no idea it was something I could do as a business because I very specifically was focused on fashion photography when I first started. And um, I was traveling all the time for just like free shoots just so that I could get some exposure in that world. And I started photography at a really unique time where the industry was changing quite rapidly, especially in the wedding world. And um, I, that was quite a blessing for me because it became so much more unique and focused on the individuals of couples rather than like this very traditional way of looking at weddings the way that our parents or, you know, grandparents used to look at it where it was like, okay, you got married in a church and then you went to a reception hall and that was like your traditional, whereas now, I mean, people get married and all over the place. I mean, I think I just saw somebody get married in the ocean. <laughs> um, so, I mean, literally no limit anymore. Um, so that's how I got started was um, through fashion initially. And then a family friend asked if I would shoot a wedding. Um, and I had literally no, I mean, I was only 19 or 20 when I first started photography. So um, I had no idea about anything to do with weddings and I shot it for free. Cause I just, you know, that's such a high pressure thing when you're taking on someone's special day like that. And, um, I, having money involved was, was a really hard, like first step into it because you actually had to have a level of, um, I don't know, structure to it that made you accountable to that day and to their, their memories. And um but yeah, I absolutely fell in love with it and th- just continued on and it was I was very very lucky to have such solid word of mouth at that time. So my my business just naturally progressed um very organically, thankfully. Um and I've continued to do it since, but um as you kind of mentioned in my intro in a much different way, the pandemic really had a lot to do with that as well as my move um, when you're starting a new business, as I'm sure you guys know yourselves, it takes a good solid year to get yourself re re-estab- establish especially in mm-hmm. place. Um, and so I already expected that to be um, the case for me when I was making this move. I just never expected it the way it happened with the pandemic and everything. Um, So yeah, um, I now am so much more focused on it the way I was when I first started. It's very much like a personal thing for me now and not so much a way to make money at this very moment in time. What the future holds, I'm not quite sure yet. I'm kind of in a real big transition stage for my life. Um, So I'm just excited to still be able to have it as something that I enjoy doing.
1: Autumn, I have so many follow up questions for you but i'm going to start with um expand or uh expand on your why um why photography and then also why do you continue to do it
3: um so for me specifically for to- i loved like growing up i always knew i wanted to be an artist like from the time that i was 6 i loved the idea of being an artist i loved like I remember, there was a kid in my class. I was in kindergarten, and there was a kid in my class whose mom was um, an artist. And I was so jealous of him because his mom was an artist. Which sounds—I don't know—it was—it's something that stuck with me for such an early age. Um, and I mean, I like—I paint and I love ceramics and all that kind of stuff. But photography was just really my um, my craft that I felt like I could tell my stories in a way that felt authentic to the way I could control the story and the way I wanted to experience that art of expression. And um, that's the why also has such a stem with my love for people. Um, Mm. I was originally a psych major when I was going to college and um, just kind of exited that quite quickly once my business started taking off and um but yeah it goes really down to my love for people and I think that's why even now today I I still love I think honestly my favorite way to photograph people now that I found is strangers i love photographing strangers i've done a lot of traveling i've been very lucky and some of my favorite photos i've ever taken are just strangers on the streets in vietnam or um myanmar or um cambodia like i just i love that connection that you can have with people that you don't even know
2: i was just gonna kayla let me just interrupt because i know you got a list here of questions <laughs> um i was just gonna ask adam so you mentioned your love for people yes. um f- so fun fact uh autumn did our wedding uh she did an awesome job uh yeah. just fyi <laughs> um but you said you said love for people and i'm wondering is that love for people what helps you to deal with all the different characters that you have to deal with on a weekly or daily basis in your business.
3: Uh, Definitely. Especially, I mean, I'm quite lucky that I I get to deal with people at their absolute happiest moments in life, which um, is really, I mean, not many professions can say that. Um, I, yes, it can be stressful for not only them, but also myself because I, I do have so much responsibility as as the storyteller of the day. Um, and they, they're they going through a lot of emotions with different things happening, juggling things, maybe stressful family members, maybe s- things that don't quite work out the way that they originally wanted them to. You know, I don't know, cakes getting smashed and whatnot. Um, but uh, yeah, I would say definitely my love for people. It make it, it makes it a lot easier. I don't think you could do wedding photography for this long if you didn't enjoy it and love the people that you got to work with because it's it's actually got a really high burnout rate I mean nothing compared to like social work but generally because you're working every single weekend near I mean at least especially in the midwest and um, those regions that get really hit hard in the winter and then have those pretty much everyone gets married within like a six to a five to six month span you are dedicating like your entire summer to work and then you all of a sudden have you know all this time off so it's it's a pretty big juxtaposition of um time that you're giving up
2: love it love it um Caleb you got anything because I'm I'm gonna keep going I'll let you go I'll let you go, I'm, I'm, I'll let you go can we so autumn you mentioned um about the pandemic yes um can you can you talk a little bit about what the pandemic helped you with and how it's helped you to evolve you and your business
3: um so it helped me personally um That'd been, that's been the longest amount of time I've ever gone not photographing a wedding I mean I so for me a lot of people in North Dakota especially were able to go back to work a lot quicker than I was able to um, because I was in England I had a very like strategic plan because of how um, my move to England went and like, I had to follow a very strict structure with my visa and such. So I couldn't just quick pop back to the States. I was stuck in England, um, because of the pandemic. And, um, I was very fortunate that, um, through that time, I got to really step back because I mean, 10 years of dedicating yourself to one job is a lot for anybody, but also, with with um i don't know with with me specifically i think i needed that break to kind of remind myself of like why i started what it was the like everything that got me into the business in the first place because you can it can get monotonous um like any job you know if you don't have any kind of changes that are happening it it can get quite monotonous Um, and that was, so that was a really good blessing in disguise for me was just having that space to be like, oh my gosh, I just, I miss seeing people laugh. And, you know, it's, it's, it was all those like tiny moments of seeing people hug each other and, and the, the smiles and the tears and all those things that you're like, okay, this is why I love what I do and why it's so special. Um, so that was one thing. And then I had to really evolve because I was stuck over here in in England at the time. I had to really evolve and count on my photography community. Um, I had a lot of friends that picked up the slack for me and were able, I like hired them out as contracted photographers. And mm-hmm. they photographed for me while I did editing. I had to take on a lot more of the editing side of photography instead of the actual taking the photo part of it so anybody that needed just um because you can outsource a lot of things with wedding photography you can outsource the editing you can outsource pretty much most things aside well I mean actually you can even outsource the photography these days if you are um trying to create a company where you hire you know where you have like a team of photographers rather than it just being you as a sole individual Um, so I got much more familiar with outsourcing and i think that was also kind of a blessing because i didn't realize how much better i could be at running my business if i had taken on outsourcing quicker in my business actually
2: mm.
1: Mm. coop. it's my turn <laughs> um two questions like well i'll i'll, I'll stick to one um outside of the pandemic you mentioned burnout with photography and maybe that's specific to like wedding photography right um but outside of the pandemic what were you doing or what are you doing to kind of guard yourself
3: so travel was my main one which is again really hard when you have a pandemic. Uh, that was what I did in my winters beforehand. Um, my, my husband is from England and we met traveling. And um, we've, I, I've been really lucky to visit about 30 countries and go for extended period of times. But that's what I would do is I would go traveling to really. And then I would focus more on the street photography. I would focus more on that um, the, the other side of my love for for nothing that's paid, but just because I love it.
1: The passion um, projects.
3: The, the projects, exactly. Yes. Um, so that's what I did in the, in my winter months when I, when I was able to. Um, really, that's about, otherwise, I mean, I don't really, uh, I think, I don't think there was, a, yeah, that's pretty much it, I guess. for
1: Forward thinking. Is there anything you do to kind of, you know, keep that balance or those boundaries?
3: Um, so yeah, I would have definitely taken on less weddings specifically and tried to focus more on finding a balance between um, personal life and work life in the, in, in the summer months. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you guys know your summers are short. Um,
2: <laughs> you don't yeah.
3: yeah. have so many nice weekends where you can go to the lake and enjoy that time with friends and family and and um you, and it's hard missing out on all of the events because your life is planned a year in advance at least with weddings right and so you can't control if all of a sudden somebody decides to have a baby shower or um you know uh, something something comes up or like oh it's got to be this weekend and you have to miss out Um, And it's such an investment when you're hiring a photographer. You are, I mean, if you are, you, I mean, you're both married, correct?
2: Yes. Yes. So
3: you're, you're hiring somebody and you're counting on that person to show up on your day. And if something happens and they get sick, like you don't get to just call in sick. Like you show up, you do not get to have that luxury of not feeling well. You show up unless you're in the hospital about to keel over um and so that's also you know um we've I think we've all and I I had this idea of wanting to start a family and I was like how am I going to start a family and have family emergencies and also make this work mm-hmm. and so that's where now really having learned this ability of being able to outsource not only the editing part of it but also the photography and looking into what that would mean for starting more of a company based so it's not just completely reliant on myself.
1: It's so interesting you mentioned that because the photographer who did my wedding was actually my sister. And she oh, had okay. she had a bustling and booming business. And I think she has since siphoned it down to where, you know, I'm surprised if I see my sister do more than like two or three weddings a year, despite, mm-hmm. you know, having the demand. And it I I think it's because she couldn't handle you know she couldn't handle the the work-life balance that you mentioned
3: yeah it is hard it's very very hard because you you get invested with the couples and it's hard to say no um unless like I mean I'm sure your sister knows exactly what it's what it's like and sometimes you have to almost take yourself so far out of it and so far removed because it's really hard to emotionally even though you're running a business it's it's really hard to separate your emotions from that business. And it's also really hard for your clients to also think of you as a business. They think of you as an individual. Um, And so that's a really hard line to find.
2: Mm, Interesting. Can, can we talk a little bit about uh, this move to UK um, or to the, or to England? Um, Like where, move for this transition come come in um for you
3: um so my husband is from england and we both knew that this was where we wanted to settle down and like buy a house and um start our family um in the next few years and so it was quite like we were just kind of we were we were ready um he was living in america with me for almost two years And we just kept making excuses to stay in America. And we were like, all right, why are, why are we like, we're at that point, we're ready to buy a house. We're ready for all of these next things. We know it's not going to be in America. So let's just do it. Let's just make the jump now. Let's get that transition going. Um, I always, the main reason we stayed in America was because my business was so solid. And we were like, you know what, let's just do it. Let's ride it out a few more years. Um, but I kind of got to a point where my natural burnout was, I was like, this is just a good time for me. I was I was feeling myself really starting to keel. And he was, we were just, it was just the time really, honestly. And now looking back, I'm so glad we did make that jump when we did. Cause um, like we would have, we would have been stuck away from his mom and his mom lives here and with the pandemic and everything and she would have been all by herself. So it was just kind of lucky timing, really, that we did make the transition when we did. Because we literally moved in November 2019, just before everything happened.
2: Wow. Can we <clears throat> that's great. Um we you talked a little bit about the pandemic and um, how that, I don't want to say it forced you, but it made you look at other ways to, to run your business, um, outsourcing in particular. I i want to ask, like, how did that thought process go for you? Um, you know, been doing business for 10 years. You know, what made you... Sh- make the shift I know the pandemic had a lot to do but like I just want to know like how that thought process went for you like I'm gonna start exploring into this other avenue of photography
1: was was it was I also want to know was it easy to let
3: go that control um so it it actually happened um it it was kind of a fight or flight type thing it was it was literally like I felt completely trapped within my level. Like I'm used to having a lot of control into what I can do within my business. Um, when you're the only boss, you're kind of used to having, you know, that level of, okay, I'm going to take this wedding or I'm not going to take this wedding. And um, I've been lucky to have choices within that. But this all of a sudden forced my hand because you're. I have contracts with all of these people And I was scheduled to come back from, uh, what was it, the end of May up until August. I had weddings booked and I had several contracts um, that needed to be, to go forward. And my only real option because of the pandemic was either, because because America was still kind of progressively staying open and England just wasn't, like we were completely shut down and I had... I was like, I was not allowed to leave at all. Um, My only real option was, what do I do? Do I give everyone back their money and then just, they're just out of photographer or do I try to help them out, find them a photographer that I know is going to do a really good job, pay the photographer a fee and then I'll take on the editing side of things and at least be able to recoup some of my profits. So it was literally like, I felt like my only option to be completely honest. And by doing that, I think by forcing my hand in that kind of really like no holds bark type way, I was able to really relinquish control and I enjoyed that part of it. Um, it's so much easier editing other people's photos than your own because you're so critical of yourself
1: interesting that
3: you're you're emotionally invested into everything the way that and if by my by me looking at other people's photos i was able to just look at them for what they were and not have any emotional attachment to them Hmm. and i i actually ended up doing a much better job editing photos um for the couples for my clients than if i had been like Emotion attached the way you are as a photographer wow <clears throat> it sounds, sounds like
1: forced growth
3: yeah so if, it was a it was a definitely it was a it was a good uh little eye opener <laughs> for me <laughs> um but also i don't know it's it's um i hope i'm never in that situation again <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah yeah, no, that's that that's yeah, I I agree with you too Autumn. I hope we never we never go back, but I I also just love hearing in your story, you know, and a lot of the guests we bring on um you know the the pandemic was a, a just a way for them to think a little bit out the box, you yeah. know. And a lot of the strategies and tips that you learn in the pandemic you know, I feel like a lot of people kept those, um, kept, kept going. So like, that's, that's pretty neat. I I love, I love hearing that. Um, can you, so I feel like anybody that can do anything for a decade, uh, they got a lot of wisdom. Um, can, can you just talk a little bit, like, you know, maybe like two or three things that helped you over your 10 years, um, to, to stick with it
3: oh definitely um so I mean you, you 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 have to love what you do I mean it's it's a really hard job to do if you don't love it 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 really really is like I any photographer out there who's especially wedding photographers like if they're out there hustling and busting their butt all the time, every weekend, like it's because they love it. And it's because they really enjoy their clients. Like the clients are what honestly made a lot of it for me. There are times you, you even get one bad client. And I've been very, very lucky. I've only ever had, I'd say maybe one that I'm like, I really could have just done without this experience. But for the most part, I would say I've been very, very lucky. And that's the biggest thing you can do is just find your people, like, market yourself and target the kind of people and attract the kind of people that are similar to you are just going to feed into what it is that you enjoy about not only your job but also just life in general like because you find I mean you meet so many interesting people of of and then you get to meet their families and you know you can build these relationships with people that you know maybe you don't stay in touch with all the time but you keep in touch with over Instagram or Facebook and you just keep tabs on their lives and um you know photography especially is one of those things that it, it is an art at the end of the day. And there are a lot of people who try to think of it as a uh, think of as they could think of it as more of a business structure where they come in and they're like, right, what makes a successful business? And they try to do all of those things are like this, 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 but if you don't have like the actual passion and, and love for it, it's, it's going to be really hard to sustain it over a long period of time.
1: I think ten years is a long period of time. So kudos, it, it, kudos it, it, to you.
3: <laughs> it felt, I mean, there. I, it was really easy the first. I don't know three, four, five years maybe, um, but in that like seven year time, that's when you really have to like. You know, that's when I think. I think that's when businesses should really look at all right, is is this what's working best for me? Are there ways that I could make my business better? Maybe because I've outgrown certain areas of it and I could just, you know, and to like look at technology in general, look at how much it changes. If you're not um, evolving with it, then you're going to get lost in the crowd.
1: I'm going to switch gears. We're definitely going to get back to business. Obviously you'd lived in England before or you would visited England before um but but now you're a you know an american citizen or maybe dual citizen now but uh, american citizen living in england um what were the top biggest changes you had to get used to you know being a time you know living in england
3: um so i hmm good question well i still experiencing a lot of them the pandemic really slowed a lot of my <clears throat> kind of progression down um because I thought I would have had a lot of these things done already but we've been very slow on like the reopening of things like weddings still here are so minimal um but even just for me personally like today I went and bought um a book to <laughs> to learn how to drive on the other side of the road which that's something <laughs> I thought I would have had like my license and everything already but honestly the pandemic kind of put you in like this little safety bubble of home and I was like well why get a why go out and get a car for myself and start driving if I don't have anywhere I need to be at this moment like we have my husband's car and he can just drive me when I need to or I can take the bus like like modes of transportation here are so much easier with the trains and the buses and you don't need a car to rely on to get anywhere um so yeah learning how to drive on the other side of the road has definitely been <clears throat> been a big one um uh it's always going to be words uh there are you know there are we speak the same language but you would be amazed at how different england and america are especially culturally there's a lot of variances um, you're slowly
1: developing an accent autumn i must say like it's yeah. it's it's there but it's not
3: yeah i honestly i think I, I think i had it even before i moved just because i with my husband being around me so sure. much people <laughs> are like you're from europe somewhere <clears throat> like, i don't know the correct american words to use anymore like i catch myself using even I was back in the states uh working just a few weeks ago and I just I just don't know the difference my husband and I have this weird language that we've just like yep it's american english and this is our new this is how we speak now <laughs> <laughs> um I'm trying to think of another one for you but yeah uh, just, just it's little things it's really honestly little things that you wouldn't particularly think of um when you're planning that move or whatever but when Mm -hmm. you're experiencing it it's yeah it's different like oh my gosh I actually I just made an appointment to the doctor for the first time um today and like going in and going to the doctor is going to be such a weird experience for me because I don't have to show them my insurance card like I don't have to pay anything like just and everything's going to look different because it's you know it's a pri- it's not a private right health situation. It's all social and um, government funded, so it's very normal to be in a room with like eight other people uh, for beds and stuff. If you're having to stay in the hospital,
2: hmm. that's awesome.
3: But yeah, I mean the the amount of differences I I could probably rally on for a while, but. Um, yeah, I, that's, I guess the best thing I could probably say is it's, it's the little things.
1: I got to sneak in front of coop one more time. What, what kind of fear did you have? dude? really transitioning to England?
3: <laughs> um, I think I was a bit, oh, you know what? I was a bit naive. I really thought because I had spent so much time here before, I mean, I spent months like you're allowed to you're allowed to be in England for six months um, before you're like legally required to leave. Um, sure. As a as a U.S. citizen, and I so i had spent like I think I really really stretched it one time, and I stayed like five months and two weeks or something. And um, back in the day, like the U.K. immigration, you used to have to go up to the border control and talk to them. and it believe me, it was scary sometimes. Um, they do not mess around. <laughs> uh, but I. I should have probably been more aware of just how scary it was going to be to completely move your entire life. Um, but I thought, oh no, it's fine. I'm completely familiar with this. I'm going to have my husband. Like it's fine, da da da. Um, but it's really hard starting brand new. Like I'm having to start a whole new career. I'm having to learn how to drive on the other side of the road. I had to. Get a brand new bank account, which seems like it would be an easy deal. It is not. They make you run so hoops. Um, yeah, you are literally just starting over, like plucked out of nowhere, starting from scratch. Um, and even just getting a job, because the pandemic hasn't really. F- I mean, I like I've been self-employed, and I now have to go out into the world and just get a job. And I am like, how do I make a CV? I don't know how so yeah it's it's been it's been a lot of learning and but I think it's good. I'm okay with it. I think fear is good. I think we can't grow unless we're we do these scary things sometimes um so some days it's harder than others, but I'm always grateful I did it.
2: love it, love it. We can't grow without doing these scary things. Yeah. Love it. Love it. <clears throat> Was there any fear that you had to overcome in your professional life with your business?
3: Not yet. Not yet. I've been um, like, so weddings here were completely like there. nothing happened last year. Um, For 2020, they were just completely off the table unless you were doing like a four person elopement, which getting a getting a booked photography job for that's pretty hard if you're not well established. Um, So it's kind of it's kind of um, stretched my progression with my business, I'd say back a year. But I also haven't I've been kind of just floating in this space of figuring out I've been very lucky to have this space to figure out what I really want to do for my future. And um, I know I want to get a job in some capacity working within like a regular nine to five job in a way that I haven't done in the last 10 years, simply because that's the only real way that you can meet people. And I need to be able to make friends and meet people. So I know that right now, photography isn't going to be my income in the next at least I don't know six to nine months so I'm kind of just yeah I'm I'm kind of taking a back burner on the whole wedding photography photography as a business and I'm just enjoying photography for myself like I'm never going to stop taking photos I'm I'm just now I'm now doing it because of how I started like I'm now doing it because I love photography and not because I'm getting paid to um
1: kind of diving deeper into that why right
3: yeah i'm i'm really revisiting that like why i started and if i'm gonna circle back to it as a business it's gonna be because i've reignited those passions back inside me and it's because i know i want to do it again for the next 10 years um so i and and too now i'm looking at other options within like creating new businesses and being like okay well you know you 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 grow so much as an individual person in 10 years so who i was you know as a young kid 20 years old and i had all this time on the weekends to to devote to this well now i you know i'm a 31 year old who wants to start having a family and maybe having all my weekends spent um doing my business isn't exactly what's going to work for me in the next 10 years and so I'm focusing on that progression and how I can evolve my business to suit me now.
1: That's that's amazing to hear, Autumn. You mentioned in the, uh, you know, the kind of the pre-call when we were getting together a little bit, mm-hmm. other interests um, outside of work. What are you doing to push yourself personally and professionally?
3: Uh, so I'm... Personally, professionally, I think they're kind of, they're kind of going hand in hand these days. Um, I really enjoy, well, um, I've really been enjoying, like, basically this whole pandemic. All I've done is learn how to invest in stocks, crypto. I've gotten so obsessed with crypto and, like, learning all, uh, like, uh, I don't know. I'm just one of those, I guess, that's fallen down the YouTube rabbit hole of investing um and looking into investing in real, uh, like real estate and what that looks like. Um, <clears> cash- <throat> uh, <laughs>
2: love it. <laughs> sorry, did it? I get it. I get excited when I hear when I hear that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No,
3: yeah. And so, yeah, just looking at other passion projects, being like, you know, I love um design. I love um I love that kind of taking something and and rebuilding it and making it better um so i don't know i don't really like the the next six months for me are going to be pretty drastically changed just because of um some choices that i'm going to be making that i I can't quite say but there's a lot that's going to be happening in the next six months for me so i'm just looking outside of photography at the moment knowing that my photography will only help me within my next possible business adventure. So, yeah. So, so stay t- yeah. I mean, yeah. Whew. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm really excited. It's nice to be excited, you know, about something. Again, I feel like I feel like, you know, when you have something like the pandemic that kind of takes so many things away from you, and now we're finally starting to get all of these things back, and it's it's just it's just really nice to, yeah, be like, oh my gosh, I've we have so much to look forward to now.
2: Love it, love it. Um, do you have any advice for your younger self? We'll we'll say your your eighteen year old self.
3: Oh, boy, that's a good question. Um, I'd say, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Keep taking those chances. Um, don't take life too seriously unless, you know, you, you start going down a really bad path with, with you know, it, I and also I wish I would have, learned more about money I wish I would have been ahead of the game and learn more about you know investing and like I mean I was I was I wasn't unaware I was very aware that as somebody who's 20 years old and is self-employed I knew I needed to have some sort of a retirement fund and I was very smart that at 21 I set up a Roth IRA for myself love it and so you know, learning about that like compound interest and how much that's going to help you um, over time. That I I'm so grateful I did that then. But I think there's a lot more that could be done for younger people who are literally just getting out of high school and have the ability to make those small small impacts of putting twenty dollars away here, twenty dollars away here, and actually making it work for you in sixty years. Um but yeah i don't i i i'm really happy i feel very lucky that i got to experience everything that i have and got to have a successful business and so i don't know i don't i don't think i'd have that much advice for myself personally other than you know <clears throat> maybe don't buy so much stuff that you really don't need
1: um <laughs> we, <laughs> we definitely I, I, all
2: need to hear that yeah I just want. Did you? Did I just want to make sure I? I just want to make sure I understand. Did you say, um, one thing you would tell yourself is learn more about money?
3: Yeah, definitely.
2: All right, so Caleb. Um, crap. I don't have it in front of me. This would be like in the seventies. I think this is episode seventy-one or seventy-two. Um, out of and we talk. You know, we talk to a lot of people on this on this podcast, and money always comes up or investing. Um, but you are the first person, yeah, that has that has said specifically, specifically that you would tell your your younger self to learn more about uh, money. So I just want you to know that. Love it. Yeah, yeah.
3: I think I think our 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 high schools needs to get on board with the whole, um, uh, you know, and learning about. I don't know and i i don't know if I it's i don't know if investing is specifically the correct um but just knowledge is power really you know and if we're if we're not aware of how the system and the 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 way of you know these businesses and banks and corporations work, then how are we ever going you know it could only benefit us
1: right right we'll see we'll see what changes just as more knowledge is accessible, right? Yeah. But um yeah. autumn um or what do you look to recently uh for motivation or inspiration?
3: Uh so who would have to be um there's a photographer that I follow his name is Joey L. Um he was born a day before me. His Um, literally same year everything and he was a massive motivation for me when not only when I just got started but also even still today he specializes in photography that's uh, portraiture still um but it's it's more cinematic and he travels all around the world and photographs different groups civilizations um heritages of people who are just so unique and need their story told and it's a really really beautiful way of capturing uh humanity and so he's somebody I, I honestly I constantly look to for inspiration um what I look for for inspiration um I'm a I'm a really simple person when it comes to what ins- I I what inspires me I'm inspired by so many things because I think we're really really lucky to have the kind of landscapes that we have to have the ability to travel to have I mean such privileges that a lot of people don't have just afforded to them at hand and like just being able to like for example America like the fact that you can drive to how many different national parks and have all these different types of landscape just readily available to you it's crazy how many people in england like the number one thing they say to me they're like i just want to go to america and road trip and i'm like it's yeah it's amazing but you you take it for granted when you're there Hmm. you know that's
1: interesting yeah
3: um but yeah it's i'm very inspired by nature i'm very inspired by especially nature I think right now. I think we're all kind of deprived of nature these days. I think we all could use a bit more time just enjoying the outdoors and living and not being stuck inside and yeah. So that's a big that's a big motivator for me at the moment. I'm I I'm actually with my husband and I are driving up to Scotland next week and I'm just so excited to be back up in the mountains.
2: Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh Caleb, you got anything else? Uh
1: where can our followers link up with you? Follow you know, your new business growth in England which we didn't like really get to, but um you yeah, know, if people want to follow along, where, where should they how can they hit you up?
3: Um, so if they want to see anything specifically wedding photography, they can go to my website, www.autumnwilson.com. Otherwise they can also find me on Instagram. It's at autumn Wilson. If they want to follow along more on like the England side of things, I post a lot of more, a lot more personal stuff there and more of my like daily life, I guess. Um, if, if they're interested in that kind of side of things.
2: It'll all be in the show notes. Perfect. Appreciate it. Autumn, I That's- just want to say thank you. Um, I don't think I got to tell you this personally, but I just want to say thank you for dealing with uh my wedding party. Uh,
3: oh gosh. No problem at all. Uh, Honestly. It's so I know,
2: easy. I know I have some characters.
1: <laughs> no.
3: no, don't even worry about it. Honestly, she probably it's, doesn't it's- even
1: remember coop. She's had some. No, many- I-
3: I- I genuinely I genuinely like no one's in specific stands out that that like I would have been like, oh yeah, they were a problem, no, no one stands out, so they were fine,
2: okay, cool, 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 <laughs> you're good uh but no, thanks again, Adam for uh giving us the opportunity to to be able to talk and and just um to tell your story a little bit, so thanks,
3: yeah, thank you guys I really appreciate that,
2: okay, talk to you later yep. thanks
3: talk Adam to you later yep.
1: another. Great episode. Back at it, you know. We keep going.
2: Autumn Autumn Wilson. Um awesome. 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 Uh takeaways, Caleb?
1: Um Let me think. Cool story. Unique guest. To be to take the easy way out like learn about money and also make sure you know you know why you're doing what you're doing right like otherwise you'll burn out
2: Mm. Mm -mm -mm. i could piggyback off that so hard but i might do it at the end here yeah by all means (laughs) (laughs) uh what i was gonna say is uh man the the pandemic was at least in my eyes it, it was it was it was much needed um now i'm not saying the way it happened was great um it forced a lot of growth but it forced people to grow um and it forced people to think outside the box on just a lot of different things and you can hear that in her story um, you know, she had just moved to England literally six months before this whole thing went down, and she had to think uh, how she could still do business. Um, and I love right. the I love the burn the ships mentality. Um, you know, it came down to one you know one or two things that the pandemic forced her to do, and it paid off. Um, and I just I just feel like you know people look at the pandemic and just see all the bad that's come along with it you know and and again it's all perspective and i like to look at all the good that's happened you know and autumn story is a perfect example um and we've we've had a ton of guests on here that are so much better after the pandemic even i mean even better than before the pandemic you know um So, again, that that was just awesome. You know, it's all perspective, how how you look at it. Uh, But I thought that was cool in her story. And I loved uh, when she said, we can't grow without going through the scary stuff. (laughs) You know, Caleb, there's nothing more. I mean, there's nothing more other than writing goals down. Uh, When people talk about fear and growing, uh, it tickles the hairs on my neck. You know,
1: it's one of those things where you got to be respectful of the things that were lost, whether it's life's opportunities. Most things in life happen out of control and it's about how you react to it. Right. Yeah. So I think you need to hit, you hit the nail on the head. Excuse me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, we'll put, we'll put Autumn's info, um, in the, in the show notes uh website was www.autumnwilson.com i believe um yes that's and, correct and then uh she's got ig as well uh ton of great photos on there so if, if
1: you're looking Wilson for a photographer
2: photography. yep yep if you're looking for uh for a photographer um look her up uh so yeah that's all i got anything to add quickly Caleb? Yeah, okay.
3: That's
1: all I got, Chisel Dad Bod. Okay. At Chisel Dad Bod. Give them a follow. Um, that's all I got.
2: Uh, please make sure to rate, leave a review for the Shipbuilding Podcast. Ship
1: uh, with a P. Good Lord, ship. Cooper. Ship. 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 That, that's what I said. Ship Good with a P. Good Lord. The... All right. Uh, <laughs> shipbuilding with... with Cooper and Caleb. Thank you, you, Cooper. Do... Are you done? That's enough.
2: Okay. You know what? (laughs) Have a great week, everybody.
1: (laughs) Have a great week, Coop.